Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast, Random Chest with Anna. I'm your host, Ananda Cash, and today's video, we are getting juicy and we're getting into slight controversial, I feel like, with a lot of like the battle of the ages of Gen Z versus everyone else or just people that are older than us. So Tyler's episode is called Why Gen Z is the Worst Generation because if you're a Gen Z, you've heard this a lot of times from older people that we are the worst generation with a generation who knows no respect, who are just, we just badmouth everyone and we're just always complaining and sad and negative and all this stuff, all the great stuff about our generation, how there's nothing positive about Gen Z. Whenever you explain Gen Z, if you hear the old person talking about Gen Z, nine times out of 10, it's nothing nice. It's nothing nice. And you know, when you're a generation of people where nothing is nice being talked about you, you know, you can get sensitive to it. You can't get offended. You can't have your feelings hurt. Um, so here's the episode, me going off about that. So yeah, um, I also wanted to, I've been trying for like a few episodes to like have like an, in, like, uh, an intro in the sense of like talking about highs and lows of like my week or just like a positive thing of the day because my podcast, as I've said a lot of times, is like, it, I feel like it could it could come up as pessimistic because I'm kind of like, I could, it's looked at like I'm complaining about a lot of things because I'm just talking about things that like need to be addressed. But so to alleviate that, to make it a little bit happy before I get a little sad about things, um, I'm going to talk about highs and lows of the week or just like a high of the week. I actually have a high and a low. So my high of this week is that I've actually been getting consistent with having a routine in a sense like a morning routine and somewhat of a night routine like I in the morning well I've only been doing this for two days now but I started to work out again I had like an up and down like journey with working out with like it took me in college like I think a year and a half to really get consistent with like working out and going to the gym five to six times a week and finally being set on working out for my mental health and just to be healthy not to like have like you know to have like a stick figure body so then COVID happened and then I had to rework that all over again so that's fine but now I'm starting to work out again I only work out in my room because I don't have a gym membership so I just go I work out in my room and I won't be doing it for two days but every time I do it I feel great after it like I'm glad I did it but boy oh boy do my abs hurt because that's what I'm working on for the past two days. I've been working on my abs and oh my gosh, it's just sore. Talk about soreness. Anyway, that's my high of the day of the week, I would say. My low of the week is on today's Wednesday, two days ago on Monday. Mondays at four o'clock, I post on my YouTube channel. And if you didn't know, my YouTube channel is just Ananda Cash. If you wanna go subscribe and follow it if you're not already. Um, I posted a video on it on Monday and based on the analytics that I saw, not a single person has watched it. <laughs> So that definitely got me a little sad. I was like, oh, no one, not a single person. Like there's one view and one like because I watched the video and I liked it. Cause before when my videos are private, before I, I like, I have them scheduled for Mondays. So before they like go up for the public, I watch it one more time to make sure there's no errors or anything. So I watch it, like I watch it on Adobe Premiere, which I used to edit my videos. I watch on Adobe Premiere like several times. And then I watched it again after I exported, upload the video to YouTube. I watched it on YouTube as one final time. And then I like let it like be scheduled to like post in public. 
and yeah so that's the only person that's watched it is myself it was a book review video so like it was reviewing six books i read and probably the people that like watch my channel probably aren't interested in reading books so they didn't watch it which is fine but it just like i was like dad not a single person wanted to watch this video like or like booktube like picked it up nothing like okay that kind of sucks so i don't know maybe it's because the, the thumbnail that i made or the title that i have like i don't know but it did like i was sad about it for like a few but then i was sad about on monday then tuesday i was like you know what i'm just not gonna look at the the views anymore because if i keep looking at this number of zero like every day i'm making myself sad at that point like i'm like looking at something that I know is going to be sad. So I'm not going to look at it anymore because I'm just going to let it go that like it kind of flopped. And you know, it's okay. Some videos do good, some videos don't. Like another um, like series that I was doing on my channel is called like episodes, like the, the um, game where you like make different choices and it's like a, um, a character story game. That like series also kind of flopped on my channel, but like I see people make those videos and they make millions, they get millions of views and like, you know, it go, it does well for their channel. So I thought I would do the same thing because I actually played the game before I even had a channel and I love the game. So I thought, why not play it? And I actually had fun making those videos, but like they didn't really do as well as like other videos I did. So then eventually I just gave up and just stopped making them because I was like, you know what? These aren't doing good. So there's no point in wasting my time editing this video just for it to flop again like the other ones. So I kind of just gave up on those. And then this one was kind of like a second punch in the stomach. Like, okay, here's another video that like I actually had fun making and it flopped. But you know, I don't think I'm going to stop making book reviews because I actually did like making the video and like I like it kind of keeps me motivated to want to read more books so I can make another video on it. But then it's just like I know people like this booktube exists and like I watch people that have that make um recommendations like book recommendation videos. Like I like those videos. So like the videos that I make is from I make them because I see other people make them and I like their content and they make the same content that I like to make. So I just make it because I'm like well that didn't make any sense um <laughs> anyway the oh long story short my, a video that i made flopped and i was sad about it but i'm learning to like not let the numbers get to me and i'm like you know what it flopped it sucks but that's okay you know not every video is gonna be like i mean my channel barely gets views anyway so it's like me but me getting no views that's the first time i didn't get a single view on the video like at least like the episode ones they got like five or six views from other people this one got no views at all and I'm like, wow, that that kind of hurt. So that's why it hurt a little bit more. Because like the episodes ones, at least some people viewed it. But like for no one to view it, I was like, all right, there's something wrong here. So it is what it is. It's fine. I moved on from it. So yeah, so that's my high and low of the week. I'm going to try to keep this continuing in the intro and now get into the topic. So yeah, so now that I've talked about a high and low of the week, let's get into the topic of this episode. Okay, now into the topic. Why Gen Z is the worst generation. Now, before I give my talking points of this episode, I just wanna make it clear that like, when I say older generation, I'm not talking about every single person that is older than Gen Z, like millennials, the baby boomers and all them, like all the people, like I'm not talking about every single individual in the entire generation because I didn't meet everyone in that generation, but I'm just talking about what I'm talking about is based off what I've seen on the internet, like on TikTok and like a lot of people talk about their parents. Like everyone has seen that they have the same issue with their parents. And it's like millions of teens are like, yeah, me too. Like 
it's like hundreds and thousands and millions of people that that agree into the same thing so that's what i'm talking about so it is kind of generalizing the generation old generation in a sense but it's not talking about like every single person however and i do understand that like when people talk about gen z it can be like a generalization it's not about every single person but the reason why i'm making this episode is because i have not heard a single older generation say anything nice about my generation like i am a gen z i i was at first confused about whether i was gen z or not because i know i'm not a millennial because millennials were born in like the early 1990s and i'm like really 1999 and i recently found out that i'm yeah i am gen z so i was like oh, okay cool so yeah i am a gen z and you know our generation gets slandered a lot and it's just like you know I understand, like, like some of the points that people make about Gen Z, how, like, there's people, like, disrespect and how people, like, you know, like, no one knows how to, like, respect their elders and people are, like, they're very extreme and all that stuff. Like, there's some points where it's, like, yeah, I do see, like, people that are younger than me or my age that, like, act out of character and that, like, aren't, like, you know, I understand. However, I also feel like the points that they're making is, like, is more of just, like, it's not just Gen Z that's doing it. But at the same time, you just see you see it more in Gen Z because you're looking at it from like your child's perspective or like you, you're seeing like your children and then your, your children's friends and the people that are their age and stuff like that. So it's like you're seeing it in them a lot. But it's like, babes, look in the mirror. Like, where do you think we get it from? You know, that's anyway. So, <laughs> OK, so my first point is the reason why we are the worst generation is because we have generations of unresolved trauma on us like coming from like parents grandparents great-grandparents especially people of color oh my gosh people of color gen z poc gen z we are just a different we have a different breed of just trauma and mental illness that is just so crazy that like we have on us that isn't even our fault and it's not also it's like it's also not like it's no one's fault that like anyone has like trauma but then it's just like when it's unresolved trauma that gets passed on from generation to generation that's when it becomes an issue because like yeah you have this trauma that was put upon you but then you didn't take the time to solve it yourself and to resolve it before you had kids so now your kids have that trauma that you dealt with and then they didn't solve it either so now their kids have to solve with the trauma that you had and then it's 10 times worse because the more the the longer it goes unresolved the worse the trauma gets because not only is it just genetics and it's just built in our blood to have this sort of trauma and have these sort of issues but now it's like when we're trying to finally like agree to solve it we get shut down it's like no that's just life that's just how it is and it's like no it doesn't have to be this like life is hard but it doesn't have to be miserable like some some people think that like living life like struggles are meant to be like miserable like your life is supposed to be miserable and that those are struggles like struggles is not being able to pay afford to pay your car note on time like once or twice not every time you had to make a oh like a car payment or like a credit card payment like missing every payment you have for the next two years that's not a struggle that's less that's life being miserable but there's there's a distinct difference between the two so i see a lot of parents have kids because they want like so okay before i begin to that um like i said the trauma is unresolved and when you have generations of unresolved trauma i see a lot of parents what they do is because their lives were like hard they're like oh when i have kids my life my kid's gonna have a better life than me 
And that's great to have that mindset. You don't want your kid to go through what you went through. However, there are some parents that take that and use their kids as a form of therapy in the sense of instead of going to get actual help and going to talk to someone about their trauma, they have a kid and reflect on their kid's life to resolve their own trauma. And that's not helpful. And I know it sounds confusing, so let me just explain. So let's say, you know, a mom and dad, they have, they both had bad lives. And then they're like, you know what? I'm going to have, our kid's going to have a better life. So the parents work together, they have a kid, and they work their way to having their kid have a better life than their own. And they succeed. But then the kid says, hey, I have these issues in life. And then the parent's like, what do you mean you have issues in life? You live a great life. You didn't have the struggles that we had. So why are you complaining? And it's just like, but just because your kid has a better life than you, it doesn't mean that like they don't have struggles of their own. Like, it's like also when like when parents try their best to protect their kids from danger, it's like you can protect your kid as much as you can, but the world is a dangerous place sometimes and like danger is going to happen to them no matter how much you protect them. Like, yes, there are certain things you can do to avoid. Like there's some dangers that can be avoided by you helping them, like giving them guidelines and stuff like that. But then sometimes there are some things that are just inevitable that are just that are going to happen regardless of what you do. And that's the same thing with like your kid having struggles in life. Like your kid's going to struggle no matter how great their life is that you see it as. Like just because you made their life so great because like you wish that you had their life. That doesn't mean that like their life isn't bad and like their life isn't like going to have struggles, if that makes sense. And a lot of people, like a lot of parents, they'll tell their kids like, oh, but like you have a great life. I didn't even have half the stuff you had when I was your age. So like, you should be thankful. You should be grateful. And it's just like that. And I'm going to say a word that like can be like, like make people like feel like some type of way. That's called gaslighting. That is gaslighting your child because your child is telling you that their life, that they have some issues in their life and they're opening up and being honest with you and talking to you about it. And instead of you trying to be understanding and like help them through their problems, you're telling them that their problems don't matter because you had it worse. That's a that's gaslighting to the T. And some parents aren't aware that they're doing it, but then also if they get told by the kid, hey, you're gaslighting me or oh, you're making me feel bad about myself because I'm telling you my issues. Then it ends up being even worse because it's like, oh, like now, like, oh, so now, and then it turns to the whole thing. So I'm a bad parent. So I'm a terrible, I'm a terrible parent, huh? And a lot of parents do that. And it's like, for me, for a long time, I was trying to understand why that was a thing. Like, why is it that when your kid says, hey, you did this and it hurt me? Why is that automatically you turning into being like, oh, so I'm a bad parent? Because I, I was thinking about that a lot because I seen it a lot. Like I saw a guy make a TikTok and he talked about that. How like whenever he would talk about the issues that his parents, like the the mess of things that his parents did to him, his parents would always turn it around and be like, "Oh, so I'm a bad parent." And he's like, "I didn't say that." So like I don't know why you thought I said that when I didn't say that. And it kind of hit me that like that's kind of what self abusing is in the sense of like you make a mistake and then when someone tries to tell you, even in the nicest way possible, that you made a mistake. You turn it around and make it about yourself in the sense of like, oh my gosh, like I'm such a bad person because I made a mistake. And it's like, you're not a bad parent because you hurt your child when you didn't mean to. Like the fact that your child is going up to you and telling you that something you did offended them or hurt their feelings, it's showing you that like they are trying to have a conversation with you and they are being open and honest about their feelings and they want to better the relationship. 
That's what that means. It's not meaning that like they're trying to tell you that you're a bad parent and that because you tried so hard to protect them and you failed protecting them because you still hurt them. That's not what that is. And I think that's how parents see it sometimes because they're trying their best to protect their kid from like the dangers of the world to come to find out that they're the they're the danger in their own kid. So it's like it's a double stab. It's a stab in the back because like you try to protect your kid from harm, but it turns out you're the harm that you need to protect them from. So then it like kind of sucks because like you try to raise your kid to be like a kid that didn't have to go through those experiences, but then they end up going through it anyway, but be because of you. So I get that that like that feeling probably sucks, but like just because you hurt your kid, like and also there's a difference between intentional harm and unintentional harm because also a lot of parents they think because they have good intentions that like that excuses what they did because like their kid will say hey something you said offended me and they're like well I didn't mean to hurt your feelings so why are you upset it's like that's also gaslighting because it's like just because you didn't mean to hurt me doesn't mean that like you didn't hurt me like it means that like you didn't mean to and that you should be sorry that oh my bad I didn't mean to hurt your feelings I'm sorry that like I what I said offended you or you can say it in the sense of constructive criticism where it's like oh like I know this may hurt you but I'm doing this to help you but then some people think that like constructive criticism means being rude about your opinions and like your thoughts on your own kid because it's like yes you're supposed to like give your kid tough love but that shouldn't be the only love that you give your kid in the sense of like every time they make a mistake you're yelling and screaming at them and calling them names and making them feel bad about themselves because they made a mistake and it's like that's not tough love that's borderline abusive because that's called verbal abuse you you're yelling and calling your kids names that is borderline verbal abuse because you're mentally abusing them in a sense of every time they make a mistake they feel like they're gonna get yelled at and screamed at and get called all sorts of names because also what our parents do because i think this is also just because it's just been passed down and they don't know how else to parent their kids where if the kid makes a mistake the parent gets so angry like some parents get like overly angry and it's like why did you like have a kid if you're miserable with life because some parents genuinely get so upset with their kids and like just start going off on them and then calling them names all the times like you need to be careful how you talk to your kids because if you think that like yelling at your kids and calling them names every time they make a mistake is gonna help them be disciplined and help them be obedient to you yeah it may help them be obedient to you but you're teaching them how to be fearful of you and when they get older they're not gonna want to have a good relationship with you or it's gonna be hard for them to want to connect with you on a like emotional level because they're too scared to even talk to you and that's also another thing i feel like a lot of parents they were raised like that so then they think well my parent raised me this way and i was obedient so it worked fine so i'm gonna just do it to my kid and it's just like that technically it does work in a sense of like obedience by fear but it's like your kid is being obedient for the wrong intent for the wrong motive like there's not the right reason why they're being obedient like they're being obedient because they have they don't have a choice when you have when you raise a kid to be obedient by force it it has your kid not want to be around you when they are old enough to have freedom so it's like if you can raise your kid to be and fearful of you and like you listen like when you say something they do it right away and it's like oh yeah they're so obedient oh yeah your kid listens to you that's so great but then it's like they don't know what you did to make them be that way so it's like yeah it may look like your kids being good because they're being obedient and they're listening to you and they're doing what other kids normally don't do however the mental health 
and the, the, the trauma that that kid has because you raised them to be fearful of you is going to mess them up in the future, whether you know it or not. And then that also is part of the reason why a lot of kids, when they're like in high school, in the college, they are so happy to go away just so that way they can, because they just have so much baggage they don't even know about it, either from their parents or just from school or just life in general. They have so much baggage growing up that they need to have a new environment to open their eyes to all the trauma that they had to experience growing up, one. And two, to have a sense of like a freedom and choice of their life where it's like they're not being obedient to someone because they have to, but it's because they want to because they know it's the right thing to do. So and that was kind of a tangent off of like the trauma, but like I feel like they coincide with each other where it's like obedience because it's like the trauma of your parent did that to you and it works fine. So now it's going to go down to your parent. You're going to do your kids the same way. And that's also when it's just like when, when kids will tell their parents like, um, this thing you did to me when I was little, like it really messed me up and I got trauma from it. And then the parent will go, well, you came out okay. You're fine though, right? But you're fine. So you didn't die. You're not dead. It's like, yeah, but I could have been. Like I could have died. I could have let it get to me worse than it did. And I could have ended it up six feet under. Like you don't know like what I had to do to stop myself from getting to that point or to like, you know, not do it at all. Like, and that's also just like kind of like a, oh, but like it's fine. So like it's all right. Like there's no need to talk about it anymore because you're okay. And it's like, what doesn't kill you make you stronger? That is that is smart in a sense. However, when it comes to mental health, I don't really think it it goes with that because it's like what doesn't kill you can like make you weaker without the proper help. Like your parent calling you names all your life every time you made a mistake. And then when people call you names, it's just a double whammy. And it's just like, oh, like you're just not being like raised properly. Not that you're not being raised properly, but it's just like you're not being like, actually, no, because like you calling your kid names every time they make a mistake is not how you should raise your kid because you're teaching them. Because also another like just tangent off that when you are like telling your kids that like you're calling them names, you're yelling at them. And then, but then you're also telling them, oh, like, you'll only cry when you're hurt. Like, but then when they talk about hurt, they're talking about physical hurt. Like, you only cry if you got, like, an injury, like a physical injury that we can see. Then you cry. Unless I gave you that injury, then you don't cry. Because that means if you got an injury from me, it means you deserved it. That's teaching your kid that, like... When people call them names, when people yell at them for mistakes they've made, and when people hit them, it's because they deserved it. Whether you think that or not. Because a lot of, I, and I'm not saying this is a, this is a correlation, it's the same thing, but I have a feeling that like some people that like were in domestic relations, domestic violence relationships, it stems from either them seeing one of their parents get abused by another parent or them getting hurt by their own parent and thinking that like because their parent loves them so much that when a person hits them it's out of love so then they think they apply that to their relationship when it's not the same thing when it's not it's first of all it's not the same thing but also it's not a way how you should like in my personal opinion that's a whole other episode but that's not how you should raise your kid so that's also a whole other thing where it's like you you're teaching your kid that like because when you have to like show them that like they can't show their when they're hurting because if it's not something physical, it doesn't exist. Which is also why a lot of people, a lot of Gen Z people, 
are mentally ill and are well no well that they're that they're depressed because a lot of a lot of gen z people grew up being told that they need to shut up and suck it up and never like show emotion whenever they were hurt and then that's just teaching them that like whenever they show their emotions to people that like when they get yelled at or get screamed at or get called names for showing their emotions like when they cry or when they like try to talk about their pain that like that causes people to just be upset with them that causes people to not want to be around them and that causes people to call them names so to avoid being hurt even more they just keep it to themselves because it's like i'm hurting but at least i won't hurt anymore because if i tell someone that i'm hurting they will just tell me that like my hurt is like i shouldn't like it doesn't matter and i should just get over myself so i'm gonna just keep it to myself instead and i'm never gonna tell anyone my feelings at all that's how a lot of people grow up and think that like that's better than opening up about their emotions and telling people that they're hurt because a lot of times they grow up being told shut up and be quiet so that's also another thing that i feel also stems from generation unresolved trauma in the sense of generation generation you know a form of discipline is hitting your kids and it's like you're hitting your kids because they did something bad and that's their punishment but then also it's like that's their punishment hitting your kid but then you also punish them after that so it's like hitting your kid to me it kind of seems like you're just hitting your kid to let your anger out now i'm not saying that's the case but that's what it looks like because it looks like because you're so upset that your kid did something bad that you're letting your anger out by hitting them because then it's like you hit them but then on top of that you punish them as well so it's like what was the purpose of you hitting your kid if that wasn't the punishment itself like you know so that's also another thing that i feel like because whenever you hit your kid and they cry you tell your kid to stop crying but it's like but you're hurting your kid you're causing them harm they're physically hurt but because you're the one causing them the harm now it's not okay for them to show how they're in pain either that or they don't want pe- the neighbors hearing their kid crying and them calling acs on them i don't know the difference but that's that's what i'm that's what i like grasp from that and then from being told that like they can't like when they're told that oh only cry when you're physically hurt but then if you're like if you're mentally hurt or if you're like feeling like you know if you're feeling not okay mentally don't talk about it or don't cry about it because no one can see it so it's not real or no one can see it so no one can like no one cares enough to help you with it that's one thing and then also another thing is with the hitting the like hitting the kid example when you tell your kid not to cry when you're hitting them you're showing them that like you even though you told them that when they're in pain to that's the only time when they can cry but one time when they do cry because they're in physical pain because you're causing it now they can't cry at all now they're confused of whether or not to show pain show them sad even when they are physically hurt because yeah you can like raise a kid to be tough but there's a difference between raising your kid to be tough and raising your kid to be emotionally numb because it's a fine line it's a very scary difference that like you can raise your kid to be emotionally numb in a sense of you like yeah like you can yell at them and then they won't cry or like you can yell at them and they'll be like all right I'll listen to you this time and then they're fine some kids they are fine some kids have to like some kids are raised like that it helps them become better like that's just what they need that like final push but some kids it doesn't help them it does more harm than good and then they be either become emotionally numb or they become severely depressed one or the other so 
that's that's one aspect of like emotional trauma and just like people like emotional trauma but also gaslighting and belittling your kids and also just a sense of not knowing when it's appropriate to express your own emotions All right, that was a long <laughs> first topic. It kind of went off on a whole tangent, but you know, it, it was all relevant to what I was saying, so it's fine. So the next talking point that I'm going to talk about is we're trying to break stigmas and traditions our ancestors and other people created. In the sense of, I'm gonna say the prime example is mental health. A lot of um, people, a lot of POC, like it's tradition for us to say that mental health doesn't exist and that like it's a white people's problem because white people are the ones that can afford to get therapy to help solve their mental health. So it's, oh, it's a white people's problem. Like that, like we don't, like black people don't have mental health issues or like Hispanics don't have mental health issues or whatever like ethnicity you are. People of color, we have that common thing being told that like we don't have, like mental health isn't a thing. Or it's like, it's a mindset, it's mind over matter. Like you're just making yourself sad or you're making yourself anxious or you're making yourself have these mood swings. Like it's it's like it's your fault that you have that issue. You just gotta resolve it and it's fine. When in reality, that's not the case. There's chemical imbalances. And also like coming like off the topic of the first topic of unresolved trauma, with a lot of unresolved trauma, I remember, I, I, I didn't like, I, uh, I remember hearing about it that like, when you have generations of unresolved trauma, that also causes chemical imbalances for your future kids. That's also how, if you don't resolve your own issues, but while you like, before you have a kid, your kid will have like, it's a chance your kid can have a chemical imbalance because of the unresolved trauma that you had in your own life. Because it's just like how like character traits, like if you're this way, like let's say you're like, you're um, well-organized, you were like a straight A student and then you also like have like good hygiene or something like random examples your kid is more likely to have those same traits because they're a replica like a sample of you and not saying this guarantee that they're going to be exactly like you but they're going to be similar to you they're going to have some of those characteristics character traits because you're raising them and because you're their parent so just like how character traits can be genetic trauma and mental health can also be genetic because also a lot of poc people they didn't they like most poc they don't they can't afford to get therapy they can't afford to have like go to a psychiatrist and get like diagnosed with mental health and to figure out what they have to then know what their kids might have in the future because mental illness is genetically like it's genetic so like if you have anxiety your kid can have anxiety if you have bipolar disorder your kid can have bipolar disorder so a lot of Gen Z people, they have all these symptoms or they just experience all this mental Ill, like all this mental health problems and then they don't know how to talk about it or then when they do try to talk about it and figure out, oh, the reason why I'm sad every single day even though my life seems great is because I'm clinically depressed. And they won't know that unless they go to a therapist and get help. And then when they're trying to get the help, they're either told like, oh, you're just weak. Oh, like... This, that doesn't exist, it's not real. Because I have friends, I have parents that when they told them about their mental health issues, they told them that it wasn't real. Even though a doctor, a literal doctor that got a degree in medicine told them, hey, you have this mental health issue. Their parents literally was like, no, that's not real. Oh, it's, it's, it's made up. It's like, how? How a doctor literally told me, like this literal evidence in my life 
that proves that I have this mental health condition. Why are you being like ignorant to this idea, to this, the fact that it's like true. So that's what a lot of like people of color, unfortunately do. They like tell their kids that like their mental health isn't real or they don't want to be in, they're in denial of it because sometimes with some kids, the, the, the cause, the root of their like mental health issue is from their parents. There are some parents that have traumatized their kids severely. So then when their kids like, hey, I have PTSD or I have anxiety or I have this because it stemmed from something that you did to me. Now they have to face the fact that like they're the reason why their kid has a mental health issue. And that's something that like I'm pretty sure it's really hard to have to come to terms with because like you call someone so much emotional baggage and pain that now they have a disorder. Like that's deep and that's very hard to have to deal with. And because I feel like they either don't want to deal with it or they're too overwhelmed with sadness and guilt that like they're just angry and then they're either in denial or they're just they're just in they're in denial because they don't want to admit it or they're in denial because they don't want to have to be responsible or held accountable for what they did to their kid. So that's also a whole other thing. And then also another stigma is um the concept of because Gen Z is also having like we're like making change in good ways and also but then also it's extreme changes like cancer culture for example cancer culture I feel like the first time that I saw it happening was with um Harvey Weinstein when he sexually assaulted all those women and then he got held accountable for it that was the first time I saw cancer culture like being done and being done successfully but then after that it was taken to the extreme a lot of Gen Z people take it to the extreme and they don't know the difference between canceling someone and holding them accountable, like accountability. Those Because also, I feel the reason why Gen Z is so extreme about it is because when they try to hold their parents or any older person in their life accountable for what they did, it didn't work. Or they were just told no. So now they feel like they have to cancel out everyone to really hold them accountable for what they did when in reality, some people deserve to have their careers ruined. Like Harvey Weinstein, he deserved to have his career ruined. They, there's no if ands or buts about it however there are some other people that like in the internet that made mistakes and you know they changed from the way how they were years ago but then what they did in their past is coming to light now and then they're like you know what i was a different person back then who i was back then was disgusting but like i'm so sorry that like i was that way and i'm a new person now and those people that had actually genuinely changed a lot of gen z people are like no, but you did that. The fact that you did it in general means that like, you'll never change and means that you're a bad person. So cancel. And it's probably because when they're when they were telling other people about issues that they caused them like trauma or any problems that like, hey, you said this and it hurt my feelings. The person that they were talking to didn't care or they didn't want to be held accountable. So they feel like the only way how to hold someone accountable is by literally canceling them and ruining their life because that's the only way how they can see someone get results. And also with cancer culture, I feel like with Harvey Weinstein, that was the first time that people saw someone like being held accountable for something bad that they did. So now they're just running with it. They're like, oh, now we have to do it to every single person that makes mistakes. And then also the extreme of canceling someone and ruining someone's career because of a mistake they made. Cause there's a difference between making a mistake and just, you know, doing something terrible. Like serial killers, are terrible because they're killing and murdering people so that's different than running a stop sign and like almost hitting someone and then being like yo that was a terrible mistake i could have killed that person let me never do that again that was a terrible mistake that i would never make again that's this that was a bad example but you get the i hope you get the point of the idea between a mistake and someone doing something terrible 
So when they made, when Gen Z made mistakes in their past and they were brutally yelled at, called names, and just like verbally abused severely for the little mistakes they made, they feel like now they have to do the same thing to other people. Now, I take that what you will, but that was something I just like realized right now because it's like it makes sense why Gen Z is so extreme with things because a lot of their parents are extreme with them, so they feel like they had to be extreme with the world. Now, that's why I say like Gen Z, like you can call us terrible all you want, but Gen Z is kind of it's a reflection of the people that raised them. One. Two, it's also a reflection of the society that we're living in to where we're just tired of constantly being told what to do in the sense of like being told what to do, but never explained properly why we have to do certain things and not being able to be like understood one and then being like, like, okay, you're old. Like you have to wait until you're like in your thirties to understand a simple concept that you could have understood when you were 16. Like a lot of parents also think they can't explain anything to their kids because they won't understand because they're too young, which with some aspects are true, but not every concept in life a kid can't understand because your kid can be book smart, but then you can't simply explain to them why them breaking their curfew was dangerous if you live in a bad neighborhood. Like little things like that, where it's like you can explain to your kid that, hey, we live in a dangerous neighborhood. You having a curfew is us making sure that you get home safely so that way you can avoid the dangers of what it is being out late at night in our neighborhood. And you breaking that curfew is putting you at risk and in danger of having something bad happen to you that we don't want to have happen to you. That's why you breaking your curfew is bad, one. And two, also, we gave you a rule and you didn't follow it. Like, if you would just sit down and explain to your kids why you made the rules you make, your kid would be more understanding of you as a person and why, like, they won't just think, oh, you're just being a mean parent. They'll understand, like, yeah, my parent may be doing this thing, but it's for a good reason. And you shouldn't have to wait until your kid's literally an adult or, like, a parent themselves to be like, oh, yeah, that's, like, they had to figure it out. Like, life is not always a puzzle to be solved. Like, you can explain to your kids why you do certain things, but some parents feel like, some people, feel, some parents feel like, they're like too entitled like oh i shouldn't have to explain anything to you because you're my child and it's like i'm your child yes but you want me to have a relationship with you and be able to know how to communicate with you whenever i have issues or whenever there's something that needs to be solved but yet you can't even explain to me why you made a rule or like when i ask you why you get offended that i'm asking you why like not every time when your kids asking you why they're questioning your authority and they're questioning you as a parent they just want to know they just want to understand you and why you make certain rules and then i also see a lot of things that parents do when a kid like they they say do the dishes oh why because i said so a lot of parents when they say because i said so i feel like it's literally because on the spot they don't have a proper explanation so they just say because i said so to end the conversation because one time when my brother, I told him to do something and then he said, why? And I called myself saying, because I said so. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I can actually explain why I said to do this thing. And I did say, because I said so, but I was like, hold up, wait a minute. I can explain this. So then after that, I explained to him why I told him what to do. Now, I'm not saying like, like your kids shouldn't be questioning you every time you tell them to do something. But like, if your kid is like trying to like, just understand you, like every now and then ask you, oh, why do I have to do this? Or like, if they're upset they have to do something, you can explain it to them. And then that can help you alleviate the problems of them doing that in the future. Because one, when you just sit down and talk to your kids, 
and like just understand them it shows them that like whenever they're they have questions and they want to ask you something that like they can trust you to answer them without getting upset with them that they have a question in the first place one two it shows them that like they can have a proper conversation and relationship with you as a parent and now you won't abuse your authority as a parent because also uh parents feel like oh because that's my child i can do whatever i want them i can t- i can talk about them however i want i can do whatever i want them because like your kid is not a piece of property like even property you have to treat right like your kids are on this earth because you wanted them it wasn't the other way around your kid did not ask to be born you wanted kids you said you want to have responsibility to raise your kids so you need to respect them as a human being you shouldn't have to wait until your kids an adult to be like oh now that you're an adult i can give you respect no give them respect because they're a person because you are the one that wanted them so you should respect them. Yes, they're young, so yes, not everything they do is going to be smart or they're going to understand everything. But like that shouldn't elite that shouldn't distract you or like make you feel like you don't you don't have to respect them because they're young. Like that's also another thing. It's like you say Gen Z doesn't respect the like oh, we don't respect our elders and all that stuff. But our elders don't respect us in any way shape or form. They treat us like dirt. Like dirty property. Like dirty laundry, if you will. Like why would I respect someone that shows no sympathy, no empathy, no sort of remorse to me at all? Like, why would I do that? Like, you know, like, yes, respect your elders because, you know, the elderly is just cur- common courtesy to be respectful. Now, I'm not saying that, like, you know, that's also saying, like, oh, if someone isn't treating you nice, that means it's okay to be mean back. However, why would you want to raise your kid to, like, be disrespectful all their life and then when they're an adult oh now i can respect you it was like where was this respect when i was younger where was this when i was like in high school or middle school elementary school like why do i have to be in my 30s to get respect from you oh now that you have your own family now i can respect you as a person why why do you have to wait so long to respect your own child like i don't get that like it's it's kind of it's kind of weird to me that like and it's like maybe it's something i won't understand because i'm not a parent and i don't plan on being a parent anytime soon but like, I know when I have kids, I'm going to show them respect because they're human beings. I'm going to be equal to them because my my kid is not my inferior and someone that I can step on whenever I feel like it because I have the power to. No, I have to treat them like an equal. I have to treat them like a person. Because just because you are older than your kid, it doesn't mean you get to do whatever you want to your kid. And show them no sort of respect as a person until they're in their 30s having their own kids. And they're like, oh yeah, now we can have a relationship. No, you're supposed to do that from the start. So that way when they're older, they can trust you more and they can lean on you more when they want to talk to you, when they want to have a conversation with you. So that's also a whole other thing. But yeah, that's just like, we're trying to like ask questions because we want to know why, why do you want me to like do this when you don't do it that's just like an example that i'm bringing up again if you like tell your kid to brush your brush their teeth twice a day but then they don't see you brush your teeth twice a day oh so why do i have to brush my teeth twice a day when you don't do it oh because i said so don't like try to ask me questions it's like no but like they kind of have a point like why are you telling me to brush my teeth twice a day to make sure i don't get cavities when you brush your teeth twice a day you're supposed to be my parent you're supposed to be my role model but yet here you are telling me to do something when you even do it yourself how am i supposed to know that doing this is right is is gonna help me if i don't see it helping you 
Like, I see you brush your teeth once a day and your teeth are fine. You don't have cavities. So why should I have to brush my teeth twice a day to avoid cavities when you brush your teeth once a day and you don't have cavities? Or maybe you just haven't gone to the dentist to figure out your cavities, but I don't know. But like, why do I have to do it if you don't do it? The parent is supposed to be the role model for the kid. But then a lot of parents, I feel like because they're trying to raise their kids to be better than them, they just tell the kids to do stuff, but then don't show them how to do it. You can't expect your kid to do something when they don't know how to do it. Like that's just like a teacher, like teaching a class, like something is a review session instead of actually teaching them to learn a, a topic. Cause some teachers do that. They're too smart for their own good. So they just go over a topic like it's review, but then the kids have no, the students have no idea what's going on because they're like, I've never learned this before. How am I supposed to know what I'm doing if I never learned it? And that's what I see a lot of parents do. But I think it's because they don't know how to be a good, like they're trying to have their kids be a better person than themselves. So the, the better habit that they're trying to teach their kids, they don't know how to do it themselves. So they're just telling their kid, just do this. And then their kids are like, okay, but how? They're like, just figure it out. Just do it. And it's like, but I need an example. Like, I need an example of what to do. So if you tell your kid to brush your teeth twice, a, brush their teeth twice a day, and they see you brush your teeth twice a day, they're less likely to question why you tell them to do that because they see you doing it too. You have to sometimes just let your kids see you do good habits, and then they'll catch on to your good habits. Like, an example is something that, like, your kids will do what they see you do because actions speak louder than words. And a lot of parents, they'll tell their kids one thing and then just do another. And then when their kid is doing what they told them not to do, they're mad. But it's like, they're doing what, what they see you do. Like an example, um, my, growing up, my mom, like, you know, we're black family. So like my mom did our hair a lot. And my mom would always braid my dad's hair sometimes. So I would see her braid my dad's hair a lot. And then I just learned how to braid hair on my own. Like She never taught me how to braid hair, but I just... But based on seeing her do it, I just I just put two and two together and I just started braiding hair. Like I had like Barbie dolls and I would braid their hair. And then she was like, oh, like, you know how to braid hair? And I'm like, yeah, I just saw you braiding hair. So I just picked up from what I learned from you and just did it. Now, I learned how to braid hair because I saw an example of how to braid hair. Now, if I didn't see an example of how to braid hair and someone was telling me, oh, braid hair, I'm like, well, how am I supposed to know how to braid hair if i never seen it before or no one's ever taught it to me? Now, if my mom taught me how to braid hair and I never saw her braid hair, then like that could have been a good thing too because she's teaching me how to do it. But if I've never been taught how to braid hair, I've never seen someone braid hair, how do you expect me to braid someone's hair? How do you expect me to do that? Hmm? Like, I'm supposed to just figure it out on my own? Like, yes, some things you're supposed to figure out on your own, but when you're raising your kid, not everything is a puzzle. Like, oh, figure it, figure out your whole life on your own. It shouldn't be that way. It really shouldn't. And that's what a lot of parents do when they make their kids figure out almost everything. And it's like, well, how am I supposed to figure, how am I supposed to know how to do this if I don't even, I don't see you doing it. I don't see no example of doing it. How am I supposed to be a good person if I don't see no good person in my life? How am I supposed to do that? Like, how does that work? So that's also another thing and it's like i understand that like some parents it's like they had to be the good person like some parents a lot of parents grow up without a father so like they're like oh i'm gonna make sure my kid has a father that's a lot of things that's a common thing for like poc people to have to deal with which is something that's like you have to just learn how to be a father or learn how to make sure your kid has a father in their life so that way they won't have to go through the daddy issues that you went through which is great because then your kid has a father or your kid or the flip it or switch the other way you're a single dad and you want to make sure your kid has a mother in their life. And then like, because you didn't have your mom growing up. So you want to make sure that you are a good mother to your kid or that you're like you, your kid that you have, your partner stays involved in the life because you want your kid to have a good mother. It works both ways. But like, 
because you solve one trauma, that's great that your kid has both parents in their lives or your kid has a parent that was missing in their life. But now when they're like, okay, having both parents is great, but now that I have two parents in my life, it's double the trouble sometimes. They're like, oh, what do you mean? Like, why are you live with both your parents? That should be great and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, just because, yeah, I have both parents in my life, but like, because of me living with two people now, that that had that on its own has issues like that's just like when people that like are poor like p- being poor you have your struggles but rich people have problems too they may be first world but like they still have their own issues to deal with like more money more problems that's a that's a true statement that like the more money you have the more you have to deal with the more people you have to like see if they're being your actual friend because of your personality or because of your money like that's something you have to deal with and then when people complain about that they're like oh but you're rich you should be complaining it's the same thing same concept different different like situation it's the same thing so it that kind of tied back to like belittling people or like just saying like people's problems are still problems but like another thing that like a lot of gen z a lot of gen z people are doing is they're trying to like break the stigma of like mental health in the sense of they want to talk about it more they want to bring more awareness to it because they want to have people understand that like our people are hurting and we want to have like actual solutions to our problems so that way when we have kids our kids won't have to continue dealing with this issue we can like find a way how to solve it and then if our kid has this problem we can nip it in the butt way quicker than us finding out our issues when we're 20 30 or older like we want to be able to solve the problem sooner so that way if you nip it in the butt at an earlier age the proper way then this kid can like an issue that they had can now be solved because we know how to solve this issue now and i feel like a lot of people uh gen z we get like kind of like like because we're doing something new and it's like foreign to like a lot of people that we get like kind of like hated on or just like talked down about it because it's just like oh like we never talked about that so why bring it up now like don't bring, don't try to like be different than us and it's just like, but we want to be the better generation. We're trying to make a change. And instead of us making a change, we have to stay the same. And it's like, it's always be your own person unless it's something that I don't want you to be. And it's like, that that's not how we should be raising your kids. That's not how the generation should be being raised. We should be wanting, we should be finding out issues that we have and trying to solve them. Because that's how you become a better person. You find out issues that you have. And then you learn, you you find the issue that you have, you identify the issue that you have and find a way how to solve it. And that's what Gen Z is doing. They find out that their parents or their family has a long line of like mental health issues or just trauma in general. And then when they're trying to bring awareness to it and talk about it, a lot of, a lot of Gen Z people get like, sl- like slandered for it. They're like, oh, like, don't bring it up. Don't try to talk about it. Like, just leave it alone. Like that's, or that's just life. That's how life is supposed to be. Like, no, life isn't supposed to be a struggle. Like you freaking pulling nails and teeth out of your mouth just to survive life. Like, yes, you're going to have struggles, but you shouldn't be struggling every single day for your entire life. Like the struggles are supposed to be every now and then, not every single day. Like, yeah, people have bad days, but your bad day shouldn't be every day. Like, Depression is a bad day every single day for your entire life or for a good part, a good portion of your life. Anxiety is being worried and nervous every single day for everything you do. Like mental health issues is like the normal issues that people have, but it's to the extreme and it's every single day. Like they had to live that one day all the time. 
Like, imagine the worst day of your life of a bad day you had at work or at school or, like, a bad day you had in general. And imagine living that day every single day. That's what living with mental health is. It's dealing with a bad situation every single day and trying to figure out how to solve it, either on your own or through therapy. So that's what it's like for Gen Z. Like, we're finding out issues and then we have to try to solve it on our own because when we get told, when we're trying to talk to people to get wisdom and guidance from, they're telling us that our problems don't exist or this is a problem that everyone has to deal with. So just leave it alone or just figure it out on your own. And then we try to figure it out on our own. The, the solutions that we have because you didn't give us proper solutions now you're mad because like oh but that's not how you should solve it and it's like but you didn't tell me what to do so now i'm just trying to figure it out on my own that's also why a lot of people while gen z smoke weed or like whatever they use drugs because they feel like the only way to help them ease their anxiety is by smoking weed it calms them down and it makes them feel chill and as some people genuinely have that explanation and it's like, they weren't taught, they didn't get therapy. They didn't get told proper coping mechanisms on how to deal with anxiety. So if they have a drug that like helps them with their anxiety, they're going to do it because like, yeah, you may not like it, but you didn't teach me any better way. So what, am I supposed, what else am I supposed to do? Like, this is a this is a solution and it's great. So I'm just chilling. I'm fine with it. So that's also another reason I feel like Gen Z is like the worst generation is because we're just trying to find solutions to problems that have been going on for so long that like and because we get told that like these problems don't exist or people are so used to having these problems they don't want to solve them so we're trying to find our own solutions and then our own solutions are bad but we don't know what else to do so we're just sticking with what we know I want to conclude this episode with saying that like i do acknowledge that like there are a lot of things that like gen z does like we are extreme sometimes but a lot of things like we want change but then we want extreme change and it's just like there has to be a balance but i feel like the reason why there's no balance with us why it's either all or nothing is because we were raised on all or nothing or like a lot of people were raised on all or nothing and not enough people were raised on balance because balance is always a thing that no one's ever really taught and they had to figure it out on their own because balance is different for everyone but there should be a standard ground for balance in the sense of like you don't have to yell at your kid every time they make a mistake just to get them to listen to you you should be able to talk to your kid and then it's on top of that it's like like parents have a thing where they'll yell at their kids like a lot and then they'll try to be nice to them but then when the kid doesn't respond to them being nice like oh i try to be nice to you but then you don't listen you don't listen to me when i'm when i'm like when i'm angry at you and it's like yeah because i'm I gotten used, I'm conditioned to listen to you when you're yelling at me. So when you're nice to me, it's a whole, it's a foreign language to me. I'm like, oh, what's going on? Like, what is this? I'm not used to this. It's weird. And it could be either alarming or it could be like, what's the catch? Where's the yelling? Where's the screaming? And then it happens. The, the yelling and screaming happens. You're like, all right, there it goes. There, there's, there it is. Now I'm gonna listen because I don't know how uh, any other way to listen. That's also another thing. So I feel like there definitely be a balance. And the way how to get balance is if your kid asks you questions about things that you do, like picking, not everything, like you don't have to explain everything to your kid, but you can sit down with them every now and then and explain to explain to your kid why you have the certain rules you have and why you discipline them the way you do. Because also there are a lot of parents that like they'll raise their kids a certain way. And sometimes people go, some parents go too far and then they won't admit their mistake. They won't admit that they went too far until their kid's an adult. And it's just like, well, I did like, I know like I was just trying my best and that was the best way how I knew how. 
But then it's also like, it's not an apology. It's just them being like, oh, haha, like, yeah, you, I kind of did it. I kind of overdid it. But like, now you're a good person. So I guess what I did worked. Like, it's, it's fine. Like, no, it's not fine. Because now I have all this emotional baggage and trauma that I could have went without if you would just learn how to do that a different way. Like, and then it's just like, it's a difference between acknowledging your faults and apologizing for it and then just saying it as a joke. Because a lot of parents also do that. They'll do something bad to their kid and then bring it back to their kid up in a topic as a joke. Like, haha, remember when that happened? Ah, that's so funny. It's like, yeah, remember that traumatizing event that happened to me that, like, I can't get over now? Yeah, that's so funny. It's so funny that I got trauma because you didn't know how to control yourself. Thanks. I love that. It's just like, huh? Like, it's, 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 it's sad. It's kind of really sad. But, like I said, I do understand that, like, Gen Z is a very extreme generation and it's like this episode is meant to be an explanation not an excuse it's supposed to explain like yeah a lot of things that gen z do it is crazy however we're also not the only generation that like is extreme because there are a lot of older people that are extreme there are a lot of like you know our parents some of our parents are extreme like the extremeness is a worldwide problem but like it's fixated on only a problem that Gen Z is going through because it's happening to us at such a younger age. Like, you know, they have this thing where it's like um, a lot of kids, they're growing up like Gen Z, but generations that are younger than us, like, like middle schoolers are looking like they're, they're adults. Like 13 year olds are wearing crop tops and booty shorts. And it's like, what happened to like actually being a kid? Like what happened to like you wearing clothes that like fit your body and waiting until you're an adult to dress like showing more skin and it's not in the sense of like oh like um like don't wear this clothes because men will lust for you that's not what i'm saying it's in the sense of like you're being sexualized as a 13 year old like you need to like put some more clothes on you need to like not do that because that's an adult thing to do and you're literally 13 you just became a teenager like live your childhood life because some people feel like they had to grow up so fast or they're just like there's no like balance and it's like it's showing a lot in like younger generations after gen z so it's just like we need to learn the balance now and then apply it to other generations and then also apply it to our kids the the amount with the amount of gen z that will have kids a lot of gen z people are saying they won't have kids and also let's talk about kids um if your kid wants to have a kid let them have kids if your kid doesn't want kids that's something you're gonna have to deal with because you had kids because you want them not because your parent want them and your parent wants to be a grandparent you had kids because that was a choice you wanted to have if your kid doesn't want kids yes it's upsetting that you won't be a grandparent or you have to wait longer or you have less grandkids than you wanted but that's a decision for your kid to make not for you your kids shouldn't be having kids just because you want them because you want grandkids because then that'll make them have kids but then not want to take care of them and just have you take care of them because they didn't want them in the first place and then what's the what's worse your kid not having kids and being happy with their life with whatever they want to do with their life or your kid having kids and then having those kids having your grandkids grow up with the mindset that their mom or dad didn't even want them alive you see what i mean like the mental back is like what's more important someone's mental state or just what you want because i feel like a lot of parents sometimes like you want to call your kids selfish but yet you telling your kids that they need they have to have kids or they have to do this they have to do that 
sometimes it's because you it's because you want them to have that that's that's it like yes some things it's like you they have to do that because you want better for them like the topic of college whenever some parents are like they have to go to college it's not a choice but then they don't want to help pay that debt like so you're forcing your kid to be in debt you want your kid to go to college because it'll help them have a degree and help them get a good paying job but then when it comes to paying that tuition and paying them thousands of dollars and student loans, all of a sudden, you're peach quiet. Oh, that's it's under your name, so that's your responsibility. But yet, I didn't, I didn't want to go to the school. I didn't want to be in college. I, ha- I did it because you wanted me to, and you're not going to have the decency to pay for it? Or they'll, like, be upset that they had to fill out paperwork. And it's like, you wanted me to go to school. This is what, ha- this is what comes with the schoolwork. Like, you wanted me to go to school, so you deal with the paperwork. I understand it's annoying that, like, you know, it's a lot of paperwork, but then you can't be mad that you're filling it out. You can be frustrated with how, like, tedious it is. Like, oh, this is a lot. But then still do it. But don't be mad at your kid because you have to do paperwork that you forced upon them because you wanted them to go to school. You see what I mean? It's just, like, that's also another thing. Was like, you're forcing your kids to do something because you think it'll benefit them. But then in reality, it's going to make things worse. Because like like I said, like I said before in my other like podcast episodes, college isn't meant for everyone. Not everyone's going to finish college. Not everyone's going to go to college. And then some parents are like, oh, I get that for other people, but not for my kid. But like if your kid's that kid that doesn't want to go to college, then like help them find out other like solutions for them. Like, okay, so what are you going to do for college if you don't? What are you going to do with your life after high school if you don't go to college? And that's something that like, because college is the only other option that we are taught to know. Like college is like is high school then college, and then you figure out what you want to do with your life. But if college isn't meant for you, you don't know what else to do because it's like, okay, I don't want to go to college because I don't want to do a school again. But then I don't know what to do in my life because no one taught me any other ways how to deal with life after high school. That's a whole other episode that I can talk about. But I'm concluding this episode. I'm done talking. I've been talking for like I'm pretty sure I'm like an hour at this point. So I'm ending this episode. But I want to conclude for the second time that saying that this was just an explanation as to why Gen Z has all these issues, why we're this and that is because, first of all, a lot of it stems from parents. A lot of it stems from the Gen Z's parents, but then also it's just because Gen Z is hurting so much. We don't know what else to do with ourselves, so we're just hurting everyone else to show them our pain because that's the only way how we feel people can feel our pain by like spreading it around to everyone else. So... That's what I'm going to conclude with this as I hope this episode was like, you know, I hope you was able to understand what I was saying with this episode. And I'm not saying that like every issue that Gen Z has is always, it's all the parents fault. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that like a lot of it stems from parents. A lot of it. Like from what I've seen on TikTok and from what I've seen with my friends, a lot of it stems from parents. A lot. Like almost too much of it stems from parents. But then it also does stem from just the world and just from her because it's like people will have like parents like issues like issues with their parents and then those people will cause misery and suffering on other people that don't have those issues with their parents and now they're suffering because they're like now one kid's suffering because the other kid's mad about their about their mom or their dad or whoever's raising them like just like bullies when bullies they have a terrible household so because they're they're mad about their household and they can't let their anger out in their household they let their anger out on some other kids that have a better life than them and they're mad because they're not they're living a life that they wish they had so that's basically what that is and that's what i'm trying to explain with this episode now if you were offended by whatever i said 
I'm I I my this wasn't meant to be like to slander parents and say all oh, parents are bad. That's not what I'm saying. Like you know, every other parents also have their own issues that like a kid doesn't know about, and some kids, some parents do succeed with helping their kids not like deal with the same level of misery that they dealt with, but then their kids still had some misery just on a on a lesser on a lower level. So I know being a parent is hard. I I know I don't understand what's like being a parent because I'm not one myself, but I do understand that it's hard and it's tough work. And props to the parents that are doing their best to like raise their kids in this crazy world. And like, you know, props to the parents that are like Gen Z parents and they're trying their best to raise their kids. And yeah, yeah, mess up, but you guys are also still humans. So it's like, we're not saying that like you deserve to be canceled for being a bad parent and like, oh, there's being a parent and that you're a bad parent because you made mistakes. It's just own up to the mistakes you made and learn from them. Like hold yourself accountable when your kid is like, hey, you did this and it hurt me. Hold yourself accountable when your kid like talks to you about it and like open up yourself to admitting because like you're a human being and it's like oh yeah i make mistakes but then when you when you get told about your mistakes you're like oh but like that's not my fault or oh that's just because of you like no own up to your mistakes you're a human like you said you make mistakes like you said so own up to them hold yourself accountable apologize actually say i'm sorry don't just give your kid food and call the day actually say i am sorry actually say it or write in a text or write it in a letter do something show your kid that hey what I did was messed up. I'm really sorry for what I did. I hope in the future, I hope that I can help you heal or I hope I can help you get help to heal. And I hope that we can have a better relationship in the future. That's what you That's what you should do. And then just learn the balance. Learn how to talk to you, communicate with your kids. Talk to your kids about why you do the things you do. And then there's some things you just have, the kids will have to wait until they get older, but that's not the situation for everything. And also respect your kids, respect them. Because yes, they're young and they're like generations younger than you, but that doesn't mean that you get to treat them however you want because you treat them however you want now, it will bite you in the butt when they get older. Because a lot of a lot of kids are like waiting for their parents to be old and they can put them in a nursing home. Like they say that as a serious as a joke, but like I'm pretty sure a lot of them do mean it. Like like, oh, try me. You end up in a nursing home. I will sell your house and put you in a nursing home if you try me. Like, go ahead, do it. Go ahead, misbehave. Give me upset. Give me a reason to put you in a nursing home do it like it's not right but like it's because you angered your kids so much they're just like they're fine like oh my, it's revenge it's payback and that's not how it's not right to get revenge but like the reason why they're getting revenge is because you messed them up so bad that like and then you didn't want to own up to it so yeah there are other things that i could have talked about i don't know if you guys want me to make a part two about this or like to go more in depth about like gen z and i can definitely do that because like i said like Gen Z, we are a very hurt generation. Like we're trying our best to make change and do better, but then we are very extreme sometimes. We go about it the wrong way, but it's because that's the only way how we know how to do it. But also a lot of us were raised on extremism. So take that as you will. I'm done talking. I'm not talking anymore. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Um, make sure to follow the podcast Instagram. It's just random chats with Anna. You can hit me, you can DM me topics that you want me to talk about. Or if you agree with this episode, or if you disagree with this episode, you could definitely like hit me, um, hit the DMs, uh, talk in the DMs about the topic. If you agree, disagree, but do respectfully. If you disagree, respectfully disagree, because if you disrespect me, I will just block you and just make sure I don't have to hear from you again. I'm I'm quick to block people and unfollow and delete numbers. I'm very quick because if I don't feel like you're respecting me and you're wasting my time and my life, I will delete you from my life like that. I'm quick about it. Anyway, 
So you can also follow my personal Instagram. It's just Ananda Cash. If you want to DM me about something in general or you want to talk to me about anything, as my DMs are open. And I have a YouTube channel. It's Ananda Cash. And if you want to watch the video that I posted that no one watched, if you want to watch it, it's called, it's my last video that I posted on my channel. I posted it on Monday. I'm sorry, that was really close to the mic. Um, Yeah, so if you want to watch that video, you should to help me feel better about that video. But no, I'm, that's not a pity party. I'm just like, if you want to watch it, you want to watch it. If you don't, it's fine. But yeah, and I have my Snapchat, Instagram, and TikTok. They're all also Ananda Cash. And yeah, that's it for today's episode. I'll, you'll hear from me next week. Bye.